Hello, and welcome to The Poor Generation, the show that inspires the present and future generations to take a deeper look at their lives, to see how their gifts and passions can be used to pour back into the world around them. I'm your host, Alex Pasley, and in today's episode, we will talk about the happiness within with our guest, Rob Mack. If you are new to the podcast or tuning back in, I would like to thank you so much for stopping by. If you are enjoying the podcast, please follow us on Instagram, The Poor Generation. In today's episode, we will discuss the ins and outs of love, peace, and happiness. So, Rob, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. Um, So, first of all, thank you for that. Thanks for having me on the show and invite me into the conversation. You and I, I think, um, are cut from the same cloth. I... um, really work as a positive psychology expert and I'm a published author and I'm a, a producer and a TV host, but really I'm just a guy who's always wanted to be happy and always wanted to find and know his purpose, you know, and I struggle with that most of my life. You know, I remember being about six or seven years of age and just being so highly anxious and stressed out and really depressed, honestly, and uh, self-loathing. And I always thought I'd grow out of it, you know, I thought I'd grow out of that. I think deep down inside, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I was obsessed with Michael Jordan. And I always thought, well, maybe that one day I'll be able to make that happen. And I'll find my purpose in that. And I'll find happiness in that. And that just didn't happen, though. You know, it's like as time went on, I just became more and more depressed. And despite doing well in school and on the basketball court and cross-country trails and football field and baseball field and having some friends and even getting a good job eventually and making decent money, I just felt beyond depressed and I started experiencing suicidal ideation. Um, so I did some research and I decided I was going to uh, slash my wrist. So went to the kitchen, got a kitchen knife and I dug it in my wrist. And then I had the most unexpected, unpredictable, ineffable experience um, of my life to that, to that point, which was that without anything in my external conditions or circumstances changing, meaning I had a pretty good life. I just didn't feel good for it. I felt suddenly a level of peace and joy and love that I had never experienced before, you know, right in the middle of digging that knife into my wrist. So I decided to postpone the suicide for like 10 minutes at the time. That was it, man. It was like just 10 minutes. And even now it's kind of laughable that I would just think that something could happen in 10 minutes, but lo and behold, it did. And so it's been a few decades since then. And my life has changed a whole lot. Um, And I feel like I'm a lot clearer about my purpose and, I feel like I have a lot more happiness in my life than I ever had before. Man, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's crazy that at your lowest moment, you had a revelation that there was something more out there for you. So how do we find happiness in our day-to-day life? Yeah, I think you have to right, look in the right place and uh, you have to look at the right time. And so anywhere in the past and the future is the wrong place and the wrong time. The only place to find happiness is here and now. And uh, you want to find it despite and regardless of what the conditions and circumstances that surround you are. So you want to look for happiness where it lives and where it exists, which is within yourself and not in the world, not other people. And that doesn't mean you you can't, um, that you shouldn't allow for people to encourage you and inspire you to uh, find your purpose and to find happiness. But you want to look where it actually exists, which is within yourself. So I'd say that's the most important piece. Um, It's good to have dreams. It's good to have desires and goals but you don't want to make your happiness dependent on reaching your goals or accomplishing your dreams. You want to be happy the entire journey, not just when you finally reach the destination. 
I know for myself, I'm very goal oriented. So I put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes. So how do you find balance with your goals? Yeah, I think um, the first thing is you want to create approach goals as opposed to avoidance goals. So avoidance goals are mostly inspired from fear and just trying to avoid something bad. Um, approach goals are something that you um, want to achieve um, from a place of love or excitement or enthusiasm or inspiration. So that's the first piece. Um, I think the second piece is to focus on process-oriented goals as opposed to results-oriented goals. Um, sometimes we get caught up in the idea that I want to be uh, famous or I want to be rich. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, or I want to be a best-selling author or I want to be an award-winning filmmaker or a professional athlete who's won six championships. Love all that. Um, but you want to find a way to get joy out of each moment as much as humanly possible, not just what you hope to achieve through that process. So you want to enjoy um, both the process and the results of that process. Um, and the way to do that is really just to focus more on presence. You know, the more present you can be, the less distracted you can be by the scoreboard. So in other words, focus on scoring, not on the scoreboard. You'll find that if you can enjoy that experience more and more, not only are you a lot, are you a lot more efficient and effective and efficacious at actually scoring or achieving your goals, but you achieve your goals with much less time, energy, and effort than you ever thought was possible. You achieve them a lot more quickly and you enjoy, and, um, achieve them a lot more enjoyably um, than you would have otherwise, right? So it's presence is really the key word and key term there, key, key idea. So how do we stay consistent with our happiness and stay level-headed? Yeah, yeah, it's tough, huh? Um, practice, you know, practice uh, doesn't necessarily make perfect, but it does make for progress. Mm -hmm. And so um, every moment of the day is another uh, opportunity, golden opportunity, really, to enjoy yourself more deeply and fully and to enjoy whomever you're surrounded by or spending time with and whatever you're doing. And so I do my best and some days are better than others, but I do my best to enjoy everything I'm doing more. So if it's like folding the clothes, can I just fold the clothes in a way that I actually enjoy it? You know, it might not feel like rainbows and, yeah. you know, right. Puppy dogs, but it can feel really enjoyable just to fold laundry and not to be distracted by what else you could be doing or what else you're not doing. Right. So again, the idea is it's really only painful to do something when you're not doing it. In other words, when you're distracted, For the most part, if you're doing laundry, if you're swift from the floors, you know, uh, you're listening to someone. If you're tapped in, tuned in, turned on to the moment and you're not lost in all this obsessive compulsive thinking and you're just breathing and you're just enjoying yourself as much as you can, you'd be surprised. Most things actually are not only not painful, they're way more enjoyable than you imagine they could be. And you can get a lot better at all of it just by focusing on the moment and focusing on enjoyment. Uh, one little cheat code there is focus more on how your body feels and less on what your mind thinks. You know, we spend so much time just lost in like the traffic of our minds. And so just park that for a little while and be a little more focused on how things feel um, in your body, especially. Yeah, I think that goes back to being present and in the moment. But that's so hard to do since we have so many distractions. How do we actually quiet the mind? Oh, my gosh, totally. I mean, and everybody struggles with that. I'd say the first thing is set, time, set aside time just, we'll call it practice, to practice quieting your mind, right? And so that's sometimes what people call meditation. They might call it prayer. You might call it exercise. You might call it spending time in nature. You might call it just laying down and doing nothing. But just spend a, time, a little bit of time by yourself where there are no or very few interruptions, and all you're wanting to do is focus on something simple. Maybe it's your breath. 
And so there's a practice I recommend called a micro meditation. A micro meditation is just one breath. And so you want to pretend that this is the last breath, the last moment you have on this planet in this physical body. And so the idea is that we want to really take this single moment, this single breath, and treat it as though it really mattered. Treat it like it's the most important moment and breath of your life, because it is. It's the only one you have in your hands, right? It's the only one you're guaranteed. So all you want to do is just remind yourself that this breath is the most important thing ever. And I want to simply enjoy this breath as deeply as humanly possible. And I can do that best by breathing in through the nose and out of the nose. And you let your stomach expand and contract more than it normally would. So when you breathe in through the nose, the stomach expands. When you breathe out of the nose, the stomach contracts. And you just let all your thoughts go for just one moment. Okay. And the idea is just try to juice and milk that one breath for as much joy as you can get. Now, it doesn't seem like very much. It seems like a very paltry, almost trivial exercise. But if you do it consistently, as frequently as you can remember, every single day, in about 22 to 66 days, you begin to rewire your brain to do it automatically, to do it effortlessly. And so you'll, be, you'll begin to experience these little gaps, these little mini satoris, these little bundles of joy that are sort of tucked into your day already. As you begin to experience that more and more, you'll see, you'll see that those gaps begin to increase. And before long, you'll be able to just simply quiet your mind without having to even focus on the breath. Um, but I'd say that micro meditation is a good place to start. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, Rob. This conversation is a good reminder to set time aside for yourself and your mind. It is so important to minimize all of your distractions. Before we wrap up, I have two questions that I always ask my guests. Question one. Who or what is pouring into you right now? Oh, God. Source. Life. I mean, it's just, ah, it's just so good. It's just so palpable. You know, it's like, especially when the mind isn't getting in the way. So I'd say that, you know, that there's always that. Then, of course, without question, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, you right now, for sure. Like you right now, for sure. Just the way you hold space, the way you're just like tuned in, tapped in, turned on right now, like to the conversation, man. I just feel that so deeply. Um, so when I've not been able to find anyone out there in the world to pour into me, I always have countless books uh, that do that for me, too. OK, so what are you doing right now to pour into this world? Yeah, being myself, uh, I, you know, I used to really try to spend more time like efforting. I would try to force a contribution. I would go out there and sometimes call it being active in the world. It's good to be active in the world, right? Um, it's really important. Uh, if you have money, donate money. If you have blood, donate blood. If you have time and energy, donate time and energy to individuals or social causes that you believe in. And I love all of that and I believe in all of that. And I think that the only higher um, or more inspired place to start with all of that is making sure that you're tapped in, tuned in, turned on, aligned with, and in agreement with that which I call life. Man, that is great. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Such a pleasure. You made my day. I mean, I mean that. Like, I just feel your energy. And I'm so glad and so thrilled and inspired that you're doing the work you are. Uh, truly, it's just such a blessing and a gift to the world. Uh, please keep shining, man. I feel you. And I'm uh, just in awe and gratitude. Man, thank you so much for those kind words. That really means a lot to me. Listeners, I have a couple key takeaways I want to leave you with today. First, you need to look for happiness within yourself and not in other people or worldly things. It is important to set time aside to practice quieting the mind. That can be spending time in nature, exercising, or prayer. If you are struggling or you know someone struggling with negative or suicidal thoughts, the first step is to reach out to a loved one 
or Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. I want you to know that you are loved and that you do matter. If you are interested in following Rob, you can find him on Instagram. His Instagram handle is RobMacOfficial. If you are still listening, I want to give you a huge thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Please follow us on Instagram, The Poor Generation. Like, share, and comment. You can also email me. My email address is thepoorgeneration at gmail.com. I would love to hear about your life stories. And if you have any questions or book recommendations, please reach out to me. With it being the holiday season, think about different ways that you can impact your community, either with love, time, or donations. Let's look to help and serve others this holiday season. I want to end the show by saying that you are loved and that you do have a purpose. You do have unique gifts and talents to offer this world. I love you and I will see you in the next episode. That is a wrap on episode eight. Thank you so much.